What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone and welcome back to Star Fellows, your favorite D&D podcast in a galaxy far, far away. I am your dungeon master, Rob, and with me, as always, are my friends, Hannah. What up? Amelia Som. Hello, hello, hello. And Brennan. Hi, guys. I thought my name was Hannathan. I thought that's what we were going with. <laughs> it's only Hannathan when I'm mad at you. All right, that's <laughs> like Using my full name, name for, for <laughs> yes. when you're angry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, man. Nothing quite hits like an authority figure saying your full name. You're just like, mm. um, I need to. I love the implication that you're an authority figure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I live in those implications in those gray areas of uh, of status. That's how I I grift my way to to the top. Um, okay, Mr. Lawyer. <laughs> Damn it, law <laughs> student. Me do it. <laughs> Hey, fake it till you make it is a real legitimate strategy uh, until it stops working. So uh, where we last left off. I really hope my defense lawyer says that. <laughs> hey, your defense lawyer is a fucking hero. Don't you talk, talk smack again. That's true. Where we last left off, the crew just finished off two uh, horrifying and disgusting flesh-ridden IG-100 IG droids um, on the ground floor of the Iraqi estate. After breaching the security door from the basement, thanks and help to Monkey and his ability to hack into security systems. Um, after defeating those droids, or I guess while defeating those droids, L struggled mightily to uh, recall their lightsaber prowess um, and took a, a nice moment of reflection while Akala hucked her light shield to slice in half the remaining droid. Um, and L just uh, turned off his blade and uh, had to just take a moment. Sometimes you got to sit on the bench, cool down, try to find the fire again. 
Um, the crew also discovered a locked door in the basement uh, that was being guarded by a very good uh, kitty, or I should say Nexu, um, a terrifying canine uh, forest hunter uh, named Petty Mouse. Um, and uh, he was a good boy. Uh, he's now a dead boy. Um, such is life. And so now that brings us to where we are now. You guys are in a very ornate uh, red adorned uh, living room with a fireplace, red plush cushioning, couches, uh, red drapery around windows. Uh, for the first time since landing in the South Pole of Coruscant at the Arachid Estate, you can see outside for the first time and you see that it is a frozen hellscape, like constant blizzard, Arctic Circle type uh, storms. Um, the room that you're in is pretty spacious. You see that there is a low fire uh, rumbling in the fireplace. Um, there are portraits of various uh, Vulpterites, a lot of uh, paintings of one male Vulpterite in particular in very ornate uh, suits and formal gowns, um, paintings that are very regal, uh, reminiscent of what any rich self-absorbed person would have hanging in their own living room. Um, you also see uh, some remnants or uh, some signs of activity. Um, like you see spilt teacups. Um, you see the burn markings from when a previous battle had been waged in this room, um, some of which you saw uh, in the video that you had seen prior to your infiltration. Overall, you recognize that you guys must be close um, to the heart of the mansion and you uh, all hear uh, the sounds of droids hovering and moving around as well as people talking and moving throughout the house beyond a sliding wooden door um, to the left of where you guys just entered this room. And that is where we are. So I will turn it over to you guys. So other than what you described, the room is empty of droids, except for what's behind that door, ostensibly. Yes, yeah. There's there. It looks like uh, these two IG-100 droids were stationed in this room once security was alerted just from Monkey f like uh, fumbling the first attempt at the door lock. And so mm -hmm. everybody else is kind of moving away from you guys as you're progressing through the mansion except for the units stationed to try to stop you. Um, is there any indication based off of the current layout where how we get further up and through the tower? Um, the tower. So if you if you guys reference your blueprints that you have, you can see your where you are on the map, and you are on the if you are looking at the perspective of like just entering the front door on the ground floor, you guys are in a room to the left that looks like a sitting room. So it looks like the door that is closed right there will lead into the entrance area with a grand staircase, um, as well as rooms like opposite the door that you would walk through. Um, and it looks like from the blueprints, the tower is on the right side of the building, meaning that you'll need to kind of cross the building from left to right. It's not clear in the blueprints where the entrance to the tower is though. Gotcha. Um, did you say that alarms were going off? Or just so if you remember last episode when monkey so monkey disabled the majority of the security systems of the estate by going and ripping through wires and other junk that was in a, a room 
in the basement. But you guys weren't able to get clearance to the main, uh, like to the staircase from the basement to the floor that you're on now. So when he tried to make that that uh, hack check initially, he failed miserably, which triggered the door alarm for a moment before he was able to attempt it again and disable it. Meaning that the security was alerted, but briefly. There, it's safe to say that, that there isn't a clear idea of what the emergency is, but certainly the battle that just happened on the main floor of the estate probably is key people into the, there's there's shenanigans afoot. Right. Did, didn't one of the droids alert like the one the last one we were about to kill? Like he yell did. something? Okay. Yes, before you struck him down, he he shouted uh something along the lines of intruders are are here. Um Got I'll it. have to I don't remember exactly what I made him say. Right. Okay. Um Got yes, it. he did. He did. He did shout out um, on his own power that there were intruders. Mm. Um, was that on a uh, presumably? Would we not know? Was that presumably on like a w- radio type thing, or is that just his voice in the just, immediate vicinity? Yeah. I think he just said it, right? Yeah, he just said it. So you can. I mean, yeah. so these the battle that we participated in that took about ten minutes basically happened like this. Akala was sneaking up the stairs. The one of the droids heard her, kicked in the door to that sitting room, immediately attacked her. Everybody jumped into a fight, concluding with the second IG one hundred droid jumping back a room like thirty feet, yelling out for help. Akala throwing her shield, cutting it in half, and now you guys are there. It was pretty fucking so, sick. Yeah. <laughs> to summarize, dope as hell. <laughs> Great. Um, cool. Can I peek through the door to see if I can see anybody or anything out in the next room? Uh, yes. Yes, you can. Um, well, okay, so what do you... Do you want to open the door... Or are you trying to like look through a keyhole or like look under the door? Or are you trying a, to like actually open it? Is there a window on the door? No, it is like a wooden uh it's like a wooden sliding door that has a like lock on the right side next to the wall where the door connects. I will open the door slightly and peek out. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's not locked, so you can you slide it just a tiny bit. Okay, so I'm not gonna have you roll stealth because at this point you guys aren't really sneaky. However, because you only open the door slightly, I'm going to say that you have three quarters cover in this moment, which oh means God. that you get a plus five to your AC. Um, Do we need a plus five? <laughs> Good God. Am I getting shot at right now? Is, is that what you shooting her? All right, he rolled right, uh, an unknown enemy that you could not see rolled a nat one and a uh, a stream of uh, very fast laser bullets graze by the door as you try to open it. Um, and what seems like a very high fire rate uh, laser uh, assault cannon just fired at you for trying to open the door. Does anybody here have a shield? <laughs> I've got mine, but it's just big enough for me. I... That was scary. Um, is there are there any other exits in here, or is it just where we came well, from and where we're going? There's some there's some glass windows um, that are to the right of your door, basically, um, that lead to the outside, like the front of the estate. Um, Hell no. I don't know that going out into extreme cold would be very helpful. No. Um, I but um. um 
Hey, Akla, do you have uh, any temporary hit points at the moment? I have nine, yes. So I have 18 okay. total. I have nine regular hit points and nine temporary. Yeah. Got it. Well, I was going to use rally, but I guess I've already done that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In that case, arousing speech. <laughs> Ellen, I go in there. We're going to get cut in half. Uh, I'm trying to see if I have any spells that could be helpful. Um. I, I think that there is something that you guys could do in this situation that would be quite cool, but I, I'm worried about telling you guys what to do, so I don't necessarily know. We'll figure it out. Okay. Well, let me look at my abilities. So I, I got to get like back in the combat mindset. Yeah, I could. I don't have um, spells. <laughs> I could. Um, I'm, I'm asking my, my two compatriots if this might be a good idea. I have sound trick, which could create a sound from across the room to create a distraction. Well, we could, uh, I don't know, we could try, like, Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> like, one of the droids, and, like, do the sound trick to kind of, like, make it just to, like, throw it in there to draw their fire, and then we attack. Okay. And that would keep us from getting, like, shot up all the way at, at the outset. I had, I guess that's worth a shot. Um... Okay, sure. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> if everyone's on board. All right. That sounds good to me. To, I got. He wants to, to puppet the droid. I feel like I'm good as a heavy hitter. So, are you? What are you? So, you're trying to just yeet this droid out through the door to try and <laughs> trick them? I mean, okay. So, here's what I'll. We're workshopping. <laughs> brainstorming. Wait. Hold up. It wouldn't be very stealthy. I've got some already... C4s, but they oh know we're coming. I could uh, fire up a couple of them if you guys could force them onto the turret. We shut the door. I just need enough cover for her. Well, one of you just needs enough cover, I guess, to use the forcey thing you guys have to throw it over. Shut the door, push the button, detonate. I think the I think the thing I'm worried about is the time it takes to open the door and throw the explosives is enough for however many droids they have trained on the entrance to just shoot someone up all at once. If there were a way we could enter some sort of structured combat state <laughs> that would allow us to space out their attacks with ours, I think that would be <laughs> ideal. Um, okay, well, that's going to happen regardless. I just wanted to give you guys some time to think about this scenario, but, but we can enter initiative right now. I will have you guys all roll uh, initiative rolls uh, anew, um, and I will roll my rolls in secret. I am scared of all of these dice. You should be, yeah. I'm well, scared of the shit that's shooting us right now. What'd you get? As a natural 20. Yay! Okay. Nice. Starting off strong. strong. Good rolls day. Woo, let's go. 18. This is entirely new dice from last I'll say with a nat 20 18 that... 18 health, too. Jesus Christ. Um, I got a 14. That's a 22. Okay. Uh, so, Rama, you got a 22. I'm gonna say that the 22 is, uh, inferior to the natural 20. I don't, I hope you don't... Oh, of, as you should. <laughs> and then, Akala, what did you get? 14. Okay. Then I need to roll some dice here. For this guy. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Was it a 20 or a 1? No, it's such a funny specific role. So because these guys know you're there and have a line of sight on you, they're going to roll advantage of the initiative. This enemy just rolled two fours at the same time. Amazing. (laughs) We love to see it. Okay. Um, What is that, a 1 in 40 chance of that happening? (laughs) Something like that. 20 times, is it 20 times 20? It's like 400. It, it, I would think it would be one. I don't know. One, one. It's know, just, just how it, it'd just be a one in twenty chance, right? Because once you roll the first four, it's just the chance that your second number matches the first one. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I mean, just made so much more incredible too by that. It's just I rolled them at the same time. Like it wasn't even like, oh, that's a four. That's funny. Oh, another four. It was like, in my hand, they decided that they were twins. Um, just beautiful. Horrible way to say. Poetic. It. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys are in your initiative state. So L technically has the first at bat, and then Rama. Um, so what is it that you guys are going to do do right now? Um, so for, uh, to, to answer your question, I've got um, five uh, grenade fragmentation grenade. That's I. They're I've got a remote detonator that I started with, okay. um, and. I can't find like the Star Wars version of C4, but in the fighter thing, equipment, explosives, there's grenade, comma, fragmentation, which I think would make sense. Sure. Um, so it's just two D10, which I was hoping it'd be more, but I guess if I can use a bunch of them at a time, that's not, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, you might have to look under frag grenade, depending on like how rules is written you want to be, because it might be in action to throw a single grenade. A, let's see, as an action, you could throw a grenade. Yeah, it would be one at a time for sure. Yeah, cool. um, 30 also, feet plus your strength modifier times five. Okay. <laughs> says that grenades can be set to detonate on impact or with a timer that causes them to explode on initiative count 20. I'm trying to... So you could, you could set them up to explode uh, basically at the... Well, I, I guess like... On, on, like right after your initiative would be initiative 20 so that would actually work out um also was this the game or was it a different game where uh we decided that if you rolled a nat 20 on initiative you got like surprise yeah that's what we did last time that's what i was we did because oh, okay. okay. ran like 60 feet <laughs> that's right so yeah. yeah you get a surprise you get a surprise round as well uh, i wailed on the cat just wailed on. <laughs> so yeah so you basically will get to go twice at the top of the order l also, my uh, nat 20 is still only a 21 for initiative, if that makes a difference. Well, okay, yeah, so I, for- I forgot about the surprise round. So instead of you be, I think it will actually be L surprise round, then Rama, then L again. So Rama will be at the top of the order normally, because it doesn't make sense to, to benefit the nat 20 twice, so. Yeah. Oh, here it is. So it's not, it's, so, so remote detonator just says remote detonator in the description, and then under mines fragmentation halfway through it says, this can also be paired with a remote detonator. So there are mines, comma, fragmentation. They can be set to detonate when the creature comes within 15 feet of it or paired with a remote detonator, which means I press the button. As an action, you can prime and set a mine on a surface you can reach. Um, when detonated, okay, got it. Right, okay. So you could set multiple grenades onto a droid as kind of like an improvised, like, just bomb. <laughs> Yeah. Just to throw. If out you're it. willing to use your action, it's still it's it's still two d10 <laughs> kinetic damage. So no, 
Uh, but if you, if you stack multiple grenades, though, right? Like, could you do... Yeah, it's 2d10 yeah. per grenade. Yeah. yeah. So we could. I could just put, what, five on a droid and then have the droid run in and blow up. <laughs> yeah, but that would take five rounds. Yeah. Well, you could action surge. So it I, would I take, can action surge. So you and could get two on in one round. I could get two on in one round. The so question take, is if well, I want to action like, surge now. Or, they're not all blowing up like... 20 seconds apart from each other. Like, if you set one off, wouldn't it? Well, they've all blow up well, no, at the once, thing but is the time to, to attach, put them on yeah. would be an action. Oh, to attach put the grenade on it. And you yeah. guys are already in initiative. Okay. So you could, yeah, you could theoretically, like, build up a couple rounds of doing that and then... Don't do that. No. Damn, can we how, get out of initiative for, like, one to, second and then go... <laughs> how to lose in the action economy. Oh, you guys are the ones that want to be in initiative. We're in initiative now. We've already I, rolled To it. be fair, I didn't mean, like, immediately jumping into initiative. Yeah. I just meant in the general sense that when we started, entering combat in initiative would be better than just opening the door and letting them shoot at us and then going to initiative. Nobody but has also, shot anybody here. yet. <laughs> yeah, so I... Are, am I going? Is that also? What's if you yes. wanted to, I can. I mean, I can share the the mines if you want to use your first two rounds to put two on there, and I can put one on there, and that's three. If you want, if you if Rama hands L the mines, yeah, L I've will got do so. five. So I'll I'll give you two mines. Be like, all right, hey, use these. Uh, narratively, you uh, know tech better or something, so you have to do this. <laughs> first <laughs> yeah so i think what will happen is on my first turn i will use my bonus action to uh i don't know i'm just gonna activate way of the crate dragon why not okay um, why don't you describe for us what that does uh, so as l has been focusing and centering he just becomes very focused, and it just allows me to, at one point, hit two people with a melee attack instead of one. Okay. Um, if they're in range. Yeah. Yeah, within five feet of the original target. Um, okay. So I'm just going to do that, because that way that could just be up. It doesn't take concentration or anything. So that's what I'll use for my first bonus action, okay. and then I will hold my action for... Do I need to actually hold it for Rama to give me the grenades, or can we just assume that I have the frag grenades? Uh, we can say, uh, because like we jumped into initiative, that you guys, you can, before you guys actually start acting affirmatively in combat, we can say that you traded those grenades and discussed this plan so that you don't have to burn actions just trading grenades for object interactions. Cool. Um, in that case, I will open the door. I'm going to do that thing where you kind of, like, kick open the door and then run in, like, you know, so, like, <laughs> off to the side, open the door. Cool. Wait for if there's a barrage of fire and then dart across. Um, I dart inside the room. What do I see? Um, okay, so you dart into the room. You take your movement. At an angle. I'm going to go, like, sideways. So I'm not going straight in. I'm going at, like, a 30... Let's say a, a 35 degree angle. Yeah. Okay, so you start, you go into the room and at the angle you uh, are running at, you immediately see um, 30 feet ahead of you the start of a huge grand central staircase with large wooden banisters and red carpet uh, covering mahogany wood going up to the second floor. You see uh, above you on the second floor there is a U-shaped balcony around the stairs where people could look down upon uh, the first floor entryway. Um, you can see how this room could be set up to arrange balls and parties. Um, there's just some like 
decorative tables and stuff on the edges of this entryway. Um, directly across from the door that you just exited, you see another door that is open and you see um, several uh, protocol droids and humans in maids and butler's outfits uh, darting through other doors away from you uh, into rooms that you can't see and they disappear. In this room left, um, floating above you uh, 30 feet up into your left and 30 feet up into your right are two uh, circular black probe droids that seem to have been outfitted with uh, some non-standard technology. And uh, up front at the top of the staircase, 60 feet away from where you are, is a large man, a what looks to be seven foot titan of a humanoid figure it is unclear what species he is because the entire top of his head has been replaced um, with a metal dome that covers everything up to the, uh, his upper lip um, it is just stainless steel plate armor with two eye holes that are glow red um, on his back you see a jetpack in his hand is a huge uh, belt fed uh, assault cannon blaster. Um, he uh, has plentiful cybernetic augmentations. His joints look like they've been completely replaced. There are uh, metal gauntlets on his hands. Uh, his uh, armor is completely plain chrome except for a red cape that is tattered and fluttering behind him. Um, he Cave. We're indoors. <laughs> What's the, why is it fluttering? <laughs> Sorry, continue. It's fluttering because of the dramatic breeze, Brennan. <laughs> because this character is dope as fuck. Air conditioning. Gave fucking Robo, Robocop a Gatling gun and then, then made his cape flow from invisible wind. <laughs> Darth Vader did it. That's true. Um, he, uh, he looks at you... Uh, running in to, to contest this room. He points the gun over towards you. You hear it spinning up like a... And he says, Kill for the master! Um, and, uh, yeah, you hear his gun revving. Is that the end of your turn, or is there anything else you want to do? Okay, no. So that was my bonus action and my movement. So Great. I'm 30 feet in the room. <laughs> and am I 30 feet away from him or 60 feet away from You're him? You're 30 feet away from the base of the stairs, which go up 30 more feet to the top of the uh, second story at an angle. So you are 60 feet away from cool. him. Cool. Um, yeah, so... I don't think I can throw these grenades 60 feet. Yeah. It is... Any creature within uh, can launch a grenade at any point. I think 30 feet is your limit. So, funny story. Two things. One, the the, the, the Star Wars 5e website says different than the character creator tool, which is just fucking great. Gotta love that. Um, so, <laughs> the, the main difference. the <laughs> I, I think that's happened on more than one occasion. I thought I was losing my mind. Um, so, with the mine, I, I think... You know, you you can you as the DM can can say it. The different the discrepancy is in the damage. Uh, on the website it says creature takes two d10 kinetic. On the item page in um, on the item page in the tool character creator it says four d10. So definitely we're going with two d10. I think two d10. I think is what we're gonna go with there. Four d10 would be fucking 
bananas. Right. I think a thermal detonator would be like, what, six or something? So that would be kind yeah. of insane. So the grenade rule is 30 feet plus your strength modifier times five. Um, so for the mine, you could probably be, they're not meant to be thrown. They'd probably be heavier. So it's up to you. What do you want to do with that? Maybe take out the strength modifier um, times five and just make it whatever or cut it in half. It, it's up to you. But that's the grenade rule. Okay, so that's 40 feet. Yeah, okay, so I think what I'm going to do is this first one, I'm going to throw it at one of those, like, floaty orby things. Okay. And how far away is that? Well, they're 30 feet in the air, so uh, I I don't know how to deal with that because the grenade's not landing, so you're basically trying to time this thing going off in the air, which might be tough. I think you... you, I would just have to give them. I think maybe how I do that is give them advantage on the dexterity saving throw. Um, but I think I mean if you want to use your grenade like that, I think you can. But it's going to be at higher risk of not doing as much. Would you say these are like tiny? Um, <laughs> they they are tiny droids. Yes. Okay. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my action. Uh, to force, push, or pull. Okay. Um, let's see. It's not an object. So go ahead and just make a dexterity save. Three. Okay. So it move the droid moves 30 feet up to- toward me. Uh, and that's a cantrip. <laughs> and I will just use my object interaction to stick the grenade Fucking on it. Awesome. <laughs> And then I will, in case 2D10 doesn't take it out, I'm just, so that's my first turn. That's my movement action, bonus action, object interaction. <laughs> then for my next turn, I will also oh, use oh, my- so, so, so hold up, so hold up. You're, you're, oh. we, we talked about that you're not doing these consecutively because Rama right. got a 22. Okay. So that's yeah. the end of your first turn. So the grenade will detonate then after your turn, uh, after your next turn, I think. Um, yeah, or actually, well, at simultaneously with your next turn. No, you got a 21, so it'll be after your turn. Because it's on yeah. initiative 20 that they can detonate remotely, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. What the fuck? That is an amazing <laughs> turn. <laughs> I thought Holy you were going to pin the grenade to it. Like, just hold it up in the air. But that works, too. That's great. That's so cool. <laughs> that is such a big, big brain move. Amazing. Teamwork. Uh, Amelia's so good at D&D. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um... That is incredible. So that is now uh, Rama's turn. Okay, so oh, that I'm... was supposed to be a strength save. I, I'm sure that doesn't make a difference if they roll before. <laughs> oh, a strength save. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's, in it's fact, this thing has minus like a billion to strength, so okay. it, it, it really have would arms, not make a right? Or wait, Never it's mind. a floating ball. Like yeah. what leverage? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, I just had this little. little guy. Um, in cool. this brilliant moment, lightsaber off, L charges into this room, gets yelled at by an Uba trooper, and pulls a droid, sticks it with a grenade, and just chills because that's the end of your turn. Can so I this just is... palm it like a basketball. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Um. Dope. Cool. Hmm. Um, wonderful. So, Rama, it's your turn now. Question. Um, so, well, first things first, I'm just going to run in as far as I can. Probably be next to L because it'd be 30 feet. Yeah. You can, 30 feet will get you down. 
How far do you think Rama can throw a grenaded basketball droid? Um, how far can you throw it? If it's a tiny object, and I'm like Mick Jacked, <laughs> how far can I throw this this basketball? I used to play basketball. Brennan did. Rama didn't. But if that helps. <laughs> Rama had a traumatic childhood. He didn't get to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind him. <laughs> if you're planning on throwing the grenade-laden droid at the guy, I will remind you that I still have another grenade to put on it. Well, I was going to put mine on it to... Oh, that's true, I guess... Uh, I was like, I was going to use an object interaction to stick it with the second one and then throw it at the guy and then free up your action to to take down any survivors. Can I make a meta request? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think you stick it with the grenade and you start firing at the other one because uh, your boy is a melee fighter and you have range. Oh, I'm definitely not shooting at the one right in front of us. No, for sure. no, no what I'm saying is you use your action to start shooting at the other one or shoot at the boss because mm. I would rather get the 3d10 or the however many the 6d10 on the boss I think that's a better use of our energy than my attack which may or may not do as much damage depending on if I land and I probably won't be able to actually hit it this turn got it so your suggestion is first s stick the stick the thing yeah, stick the thing and then do whatever the fuck you want. Okay, that was gotcha. So I'm gonna stick the thing. Okay, so I'm gonna say so use an hey, action uh, <laughs> to stick the grenade on there. <laughs> so I guess Rama runs in, sees grenaded up basketball in L's hand, L's palming, and say and ask him, "Hey, can I see that real quick?" <laughs> and just take a grenade, stick it onto the basketball uh, gun droid, and then. Uh, probably start shooting at the the other orb to um, take okay. out one gun. Okay, the so, other orb is partially is in partial cover behind the banister, so it'll get a slight boost to its AC. Makes um, sense. So yeah, so you used one action to stick the droid, and you're going to use another action to take a a shot um, at. Uh, another the other probe droid on the right side of the banister. So, go so ahead. what I'm thinking: object action to stick it, attack action to shoot, and then my bonus action to shoot again. Well, didn't we discover that shoot? that's that arming something with a grenade takes an action? Because that's what L just did, right? That did it. Oh, I used I guess. object interaction. Oh, it's an grenade on. Okay, it is an object. Yeah, so it's just your object interaction to play. I assume because we're literally just setting it on there and it's <laughs> Makes like sense. held by the force. Yeah, I just want to be right. consistent. Yeah, so it's an object interaction. So object interaction to stick it, attack action to shoot, uh, and then um, bonus action to shoot again, and then my the thing where I can use my reaction action to shoot a third time. For going my reaction and proficiency bonus. Right. Okay. So take, uh, okay. yeah, <laughs> one Christ. one shot with all your proficiencies, two shots without. This is this is not swords anymore, is it? Okay. Let's see here. I would like to hit the pirate next to me. <laughs> you hit him and he dies. <laughs> I've got three razors I saved from trying to beat the other guy in a drinking contest. I'm using two to reload my gun. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking John Wick. God bless you. First one misses, uh, unless it has a, a 10. Uh, no, that misses. Okay. Um, second one is a 16 going to hit. 16 will hit. All right. And the one with all the bonuses is a 19. Hell yeah. All right. Those okay. both hit. First one. That's five plus four. That is nine uh, energy damage on the first hit. Okay. Um, is there any way I could disarm this thing if it doesn't have arms? <laughs> um, to disarm it? I, I can use my disarm thing, but... Um, oh, uh, you could... This, this droid isn't holding anything. Everything that it has that's offensive is affixed to its body. Damn it. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, that's going to be nine. <laughs> okay. Nine damage. Uh, that's going to be nine, uh, nine, energy, nine, oh, nine energy damage. And the second hit is going to be, oh, fuck yeah, ten energy damage. Roll a five and a six. Nice. Okay. So you shoot this thing twice, um, and it looks uh, immediately pretty worse for wear. It's starting to struggle and, like, hovering. Um and uh, yeah, you you hit it cleanly good, <laughs> and you hear the lasers penetrate the metal of the probe. Hell yeah. Um, okay. At this point, the Uber Trooper is going to take a legendary action to use Ew. its <laughs> to use its burst ability. Um, he is going to use his cannon to spray a ten foot cube area within normal range. With shots, each creature in the area must take a DC 13 dexterity saving throw. So that is going to be used against L and Rama, uh, since you two are definitely within 10 feet. So go ahead and roll me a saving throw, uh, dexterity save. Me sitting over here with a 14 to enter my initiative, not having done anything yet. Does <laughs> um, so... a natural 20 succeed? <laughs> natural 20 does succeed. Hell We're yeah. turning shit around this episode. <laughs> Uh, that is an 18. 18. So you both are just going Hats to take... Hats off to deck saves. Keep those coming. So you both are just going to take uh, half damage. Let me roll real quick. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, he rolled really bad. Uh, you both take two damage. Ah! Uh, I'm going to use Saber Reflect. Oh, okay. It's a cantrip. <laughs> I'm just going to... In response to being attacked, you raise your weapon to attempt to deflect. Uh, let's see. Well, it's 2d6, and I rolled a 3, so I take no damage. Oh, nice. And then you can okay. can you throw back if you reduce it to do, to, or to 0? Mm, oh, I can. Um, is Wait, what kind of ener- damage is this? Uh, it is energy damage. Yeah. Um, okay, I can reflect an attack at a target within range as part of the same reaction. Make a rage force attack. At the, I'm going to make a rage force attack at this bitch. Legendary okay. action, my ass. That's a natural <laughs> one. Never mind. <laughs> okay, so you uh, you activate your uh, lightsaber and start reflecting some of these shots, and you go completely unscathed, um, and uh, you are still safe. It is now going to be L's uh, normal turn in the order, so you'll you'll be able to make your moves now. Okay, bonus action. Activating my Sheehan form. Before the end of my next turn, I can add half my Wisdom or Charisma modifier to my AC against one attack. Okay. And then I am going to object, stick the third grenade on there. I'm going to use my movement to close in 30 feet on the big guy. And I am 30 feet away right now, yes? Yep. He's 30 feet up the stairs. 
Okay, I would like you to go ahead and make a strength saving throw for the little guy. It's going to be a 12. Uh, that fails. So I am going to throw this at the big guy uh, using <laughs> force, push, and pull. And I need both of them to make dexterity saving throws. Okay. For the damage? Yeah, for the damage of getting hit by each other. Improv grenade. Um, Improvise explosive device. Yeah. Small droid uh, got a five, and the uh, Uber trooper got an eighteen. Okay, an eighteen succeeds. So the small droid takes three points of kinetic damage as it hits the big guy and it does nothing when it hits the big guy except annoy him i assume uh yeah yeah so so it takes three points of damage (laughs) um he's probably like is that all you got (laughs) also wait rama did you use your reaction in your turn yeah were you gonna oh oh did you it's set to automatically detonate right yeah at at 20 at initiative 20 right Yep. Yeah. Yep. So if you guys set it in that timer setting, then it'll it'll detonate uh, here after L's turn, basically. Mines are really versatile in this um, game. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's my movement action, bonus action. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Uh, so I'm just gonna stand there all sexy like with my double saber. <laughs> after um, I just chuck it. I amazing. Palm, I like palm it and then just one arm throw. <laughs> amazing. So <laughs> you awesome. You toss this droid uh up uh up the stairs with your force push, just like a direct line drive baseball throw, <laughs> essentially with your hand outstretched, uh into uh this man's uh essentially chest, and the grenades detonate. So Fire uh, in the hole! Yeah, massive explosion at the top of the stairs. Uh, huge detonation. Uh, what does this trooper need to roll to save on? Oh, oh, was that the save I already had to make? Um, no. Or, okay, no. so what do I need to roll? Let me check. Mine. That was the save to not DC's... get hit by the little guy. <laughs> Every creature, creature within 15 feet of him must make a 16 DC dexterity throw. Okay. According to this, 4d10, but we decided we're going to go with the other description of the exact same object in the same game for <laughs> 2d10 each. Okay, so it's going to be 6d10 total. Yes, 2d10 each. Jesus Christ. Well, he fails. Full <laughs> uh, damage then. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So go yeah. ahead and roll me 6d10. Where's the good at D&D? Hey, L, do you want to split it? Yeah. Okay, I'll do 3, you do 3. Yep. Oh my god. I'm just still in the other room. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, we love those rules. We love to see it. Oh. L you. That's 26 from me. Oh my lord. 7, 9, and 10. We're so good at D&D. We're so good at Star Wars. We're so good at D&D. We're so good at Star Wars. All right. For me, that is a 449. Oh, not taking Seven. off the hoodie. We've unlocked Rob's final form. <laughs> okay, so that's seventeen from from my half of the explosives. Seventeen so plus twenty six. What's that? Forty five. <laughs> seventeen plus twenty six. <laughs> no, sorry, forty three. Okay. Basketball um, grenade. 
Oh my god, this is the best. 45 damage. We're fucking this estate up. That's awesome. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and, um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while, simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, so they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's. It's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.
I'm so glad I took the time to think about what if this this combat just like really got out of hand? Like, what if they just <laughs> did some bullshit? Okay, so they let don't me make it like that in Seven C. Let me let me <laughs> narrate what happens. Um, you guys detonate six grenades at one time in an indoor space. Three grenades. Three grenades. Three grenades in an indoor space. Um, okay. Okay. Let me just start from Attached the beginning. Attached to a basketball droid that L throws. <laughs> this is what's force. happened in the past, like, half of a minute. Akala <laughs> opens up the sliding door just a little bit. Three round bursts of lasers go by. L and Rama look at each other, exchange some grenades and some plans, and bolt out of the door as fast as possible, running directly to the stairs. There's a big evil guy at the top of the stairs revving a machine gun. L pulls this small droid out from the top of the second floor, attaches two grenades to it. Rama comes out, joins him, attaches another grenade to it, shoots another droid twice. L runs to the top of the stairs, Baseball pitches this droid out of a room at the top of the second floor. Another trooper that looks just like the heavy trooper at the top of the stairs, minus the big gun, is coming out holding a newspaper and says, Grrr, I got great news. And then the droid explodes. <laughs> the heavy trooper that you were fighting completely disintegrates. <laughs> And this other trooper just took 10 damage to start the top of the fight. And he goes, Grog, my one and only. Good God. He's just showered in red mist and cybertronics. He picks up a, a, a decapitated kneecap and just looks at it and says, Not for the master. Kill for Grog! Uh, and he picks up Grog's uh, blaster cannon, and a another heavy trooper has entered the battle. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Whose fucking turn is it? Well, okay, well, so the droid whose turn it was just got exploded. Uh, so it's now. I can take another turn Oculus if you want me turn. to. Akala, you... I don't even know if you saw all this. You're just you, still in that no room. You, did. you were just walk in on that. On that. Yeah, they're all, I, they're all dead by the time I get in there. Oh, my God. It's always it's in my turn? It is your turn. Last radius of grog blood. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Let's see. Yeah, so how far... Okay, so I'm going to use my movement to follow in after them after all that shit just went down hearing explosions and shit happening <laughs> listen this just makes it easier because now if we kill him he and grog could be together yeah that's true um <laughs> how far away is uh mr man who's in love with grog um, from the, uh, door where you're at, he is, so, well, in a straight line, he's about, uh, 70 feet on the second story, but it, the way that they got there is they ran 30 feet directly to the stair, uh, towards the staircase, then there's another 30 feet to be at the base of the staircase, and then 30 feet up the stairs, so you'd have to move a total of 90 feet to get to the second floor from where you're at. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna use... <clears throat> 
my uh, my movement to go all the way, follow L and Rama out. Um, well, I guess I can't, I guess I wouldn't even be able to throw that far, even if I used all of my movement. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I'm gonna use my action then to dash, um, and do 60 feet and go okay. up the stairs. Um, <clears throat> and also use my bonus action for force imbuement, which just buffs my, uh, my hit to hit with attacks. Um, <clears throat> Great. So you, you use your, your full movement and then action dash to mm -hmm. get to the base of the stairs and then yeah. force imbue yourself. Great. Mm -hmm. So I'm now, so he's now within 30 feet of me, right? Uh, yes. He's 30 okay. feet at the top of the stairs. Great. Um, okay. So if that'll end your turn, it is now the probe that was on the right side of the staircase that Rama was shooting at. Yeah. So, uh, the droid, uh, uh, drifts kind of back behind you guys. It's going to take its full 30 or 60 feet of movement to basically, uh, go completely behind you guys looking at your backs. You guys are all clumped at this like base of the staircase, except for, I guess, except for Rama. So Akala and, uh, L are both at the base of the staircase within five feet of each other. This Sith probe is going to give you guys a taste of your own medicine and uh, use its action to launch a grenade at uh, Akala and L. So you guys need to roll me a dexterity saving throw. Okie dokie. That is something is I'm very good at. Uh, 16. Four deck saves. 16 <laughs> saves, 10 does not. So we will need to roll two d10s here. Uh, so L, you're going to take nine damage, and then Akala, you will take that halved to four. Oof. I didn't like that. Rob, can you, like, not hit me next time? I mean, I would love to... I mean, listen, you guys killed two enemies in one of the coolest yeah, sets of turns. You just haven't dealt 45 know, damage but I just person. don't want to take more damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, yes, this probe droid <laughs> flies around behind you, <laughs> shoots a grenade, <laughs> you guys ex get exploded. Akala, you are able to whip around your shield to protect yourself from the shrapnel. Um, however, you still take damage and get hit. Um, it is now uh, the other uh, Uber Trooper's turn. Um, by the way, those of you that are on the stairs can see that on his nameplate, there is just a, a singular word out in the chrome that says, hello, my name is Butters. Um, Butters? Butters. Indeed. Butters and Grog. Um Sounds like a southern dish. <laughs> that was their favorite thing to say to each other when they were still alive. Um, <laughs> Sounds like something L eats in the white breakfast. Butter's grog. <laughs> it is now Butter's turn. Um, Butter is going to uh, jump off the balcony using his jetpack, which will give him extra movement, and he is going to fly uh 40 feet uh to the left of all of you on the stairs and he's going to hover in midair there and he is going to shoot down um on l and 
Akala with a, another burst action. This is just a normal action, not a legendary action. So again, it's a 10-foot cube of area with a normal range where each creature must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw. So go ahead and roll those for me, uh, El and Akala, again. Damn, that's a 12. It's not going to do it. Uh, that is an 18. 18 will do it. Uh, so, L, you're going to take a full seven damage, and then Akala, you're going to take that halved to three. Um, and as he's shooting, you can hear him revving up. Um, and uh, you guys take damage and get shot a, a bunch uh, in this cube of uh, in this cubed area. Uh, then it is going to be back to Rama's turn. Um, the way everybody is situated, would it be possible to um, to spread my fire between the droid and this new mini boss? Uh, yeah, like- the bo- the the guy is basically like above you and to your left. Um, he's about twenty feet away from where you are. Um, the droid is farther away from you. The droid is more like fifty feet away from you. Got it. All right. So, um, how's the droid looking? You said it pierced its armor. Uh, that droid's looking pretty busted. Looking pretty roughed up. I am going to uh, fire my first shot at the at the droid. Does a eighteen hit? Eighteen does hit. Okay. Um, and then my other two shots at uh, at the mini boss at Butters. That is an eleven. Does eleven hit? Nope. And then 15. Nope. Damn it. Golly, I always roll low on those. All right, so I guess I just hit the droid. Um, Orb McGee takes, let's see here, uh, seven energy damage. Uh, the probe fully explodes. You shoot it once. <laughs> Hell yeah. Explodes in midair, falls to the ground. Now it is just uh, Butters left, the lone super trooper, the grieving super trooper. Um, Oh. Hmm. It's 40 feet up in the air. Yes. And where is he, like, positioned? Uh, he is to you guys' left. Um, he jumped off the balcony. So from where you guys are at the stairs, he's so he's actually – he's just at the base of the stairs. So you're – he's 30 feet he's, – so he's, sorry, he's 30 feet up in the air, and he's about 20 feet or so to your – or – now I'm going to say it's about 30 by 30. So yeah, 30 feet up, 30 feet like diagonally away from you as well. Okay. Um, I'm going to run up to the top of the stairs. Okay. So you spend 30 feet of movement uh, to get to the top of the stairs, um, which now puts him about 40 feet away from you. I know that math doesn't necessarily work out, but I said he moved 40 feet when he jumped off the balcony. So that's what we're sticking with. So. Okay, so he jumped off the balcony and flew 40 feet, like, away from the... Yeah, he basically moved 40 feet from where he was standing off the balcony into open space. So he's 30 oh. feet up, he's 40 feet away from the balcony, but he was about 30 feet away from where you were at the bottom of the stairs. Interesting, interesting. Okay, I might... Mm, okay, change change plans. Okay. Um, I'm just going to position myself, like, not right beneath him, but, like, right next to where he would be if he fell. Okay. Um, and I'm going to ask you to roll really low, and I'm going to try and pull Earthward, and I need you to make a strength saving throw. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I'll make a strength saving throw. Not one. Fuck! 
Yes, he falls immediately to the ground. <laughs> and he crashes with a heavy thump into the ground. Uh, he's knocked prone. Yeah, cool. It doesn't, okay, just to like be raw, it doesn't, he doesn't necessarily fall prone by the spell. Unless okay. you just wanted to fall prone, which I'm totally cool with if that's something like you wanted to do. <laughs> Not one, he falls on his fucking face. I don't care. Hey, <laughs> cool. Um... God, I don't have anything I can do to inflict damage as a bonus action. So I think I'm just going to use my stim pack. Um, okay, so I'm going to do that. And then as a bonus action, I'm just going to go ahead and re-up uh, my Sheehan form because it doesn't really say how many times I can use that. I don't have any, I don't have any actions. I'm, I'm good. I just drank my little or injected myself with various substances i don't know and i pulled this guy to the ground i feel like i did my job word so he's pulled to the ground and Auckland is now your turn uh okay so he is prone on the ground like yes. literally right next to me 30 feet away oh, okay um, right next to me oh okay gotcha gotcha um okay i'm just using the force all day i'm just throwing shit <laughs> okay i'm starting gonna to use, see the vision um Phase throw, then, which is just a super buffed version of saber throw. Um, so, is it a ranged attack? Uh, yeah. It'll be at disadvantage because he's prone. Oh fuck. Um, maybe I change what I do then. Um, I feel I mean, bad just can... like going up to him and wailing on him, but um, no, I guess I could. Um. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll uh, use my movement to to get up to him and wail on him. Let's do it. Okay, I mean, you do notice that, like, basically, now that he's on the ground, you can see that, like, his limbs past his, like, knees and his forearms are, like, robotic. Like, this ba- man is basically just, like, a torso, and even then it's, like, it's generous to say that he's all original parts. So, like, you could theoretically, like, cut off this dude's arm and only cut cybernetics, but that probably wouldn't kill him. So like if you if you're resisting the urge to just like bash him in the face with your lightsaber, like you could do that as well, and still yeah. have it narratively make sense. Does does he have guns strapped to him? Uh, he has. He still has the assault cannon that he was carrying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could cut off his arms that that are that is holding the gun, and literally disarm it. Cool. So I'll say that to to fully cut <laughs> off his arm, you're gonna have to meet a damage threshold, and I'm just gonna okay. hold that that secret but i'm just gonna write it down got it well good thing i have two attacks and uh plus seven to uh to hit or plus six i guess yeah so i'm gonna run up to him oh that's a nat 20 that's nice Um, all right well you hit (laughs) um so we're doubling uh it's up to me, right, to double how Yeah, double you just damage. have to decide it before you roll. So it's either double the dice that you roll or double the damage number on the dice you receive. I'll, I'll double the number that I get. Um, oh, that's uh, 10 damage, double to 20. Does that right. get it? <laughs> um, it does. Yeah, you, you take your lightsaber, activate it, punch it down to the ground through this man's elbow, cutting off his right arm as he's lying prone. You hear him cry out in pain um, as he thrashes around, and he looks very hurt. He looks, like, close to death. Um, okay, is there anything else that's attacking us in this room currently? Not currently. Okay. 
then I will end my turn. All right. Um, so it is now Butter's turn. So he's going to, uh, well, stand himself up. Is it an action to stand yourself up, or is it? It a just point? takes half your movement. It just takes half your movement. Okay, so he's taking half his movement to stand up. Um, he is going to then. Uh, what is he going to do? Well, he dropped his his gun. Um, so I think he's just going to thrash at you um, and make a uh, bash attack against you, um, just improvising using his uh, assault cannon as a uh, melee weapon. Is this to L or Akala? To Akala. Okay. Um, does a 12 hit? Nope. All right. He completely misses. Um, and that'll end his turn. Going back to Rama. All right, now that he's standing up, I won't have disadvantage. <laughs> I'm so glad he stood up. So I'm going to do the classic uh, quick draw, three strike. Uh, first one is a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can take a guess on that. Second one's the uh, is a nice eight. My God, Rama. Not going to hit. Last one's a 17. That meets, so that hits. Hell yeah. Or does meeting... Meets meeting it, goes it. through. Meets it, beats it. Okay, great. Unfortunately, it works both ways. As <laughs> I've taken plenty of hits because of that recently. Um, that is six energy damage. Okay. Um, he uh, is... So you shoot him <gasps> once again in the chest. Um, you see him fall, kind of stumble to his knees and like lean up against a, a banister, um, looking incredibly... Uh, low health and he staggers once more towards L and Akala and you see the red lights flicker out of his chrome mask and he stumbles and falls down dead. Butters and Grog are no more. May they rest in peace. I'm going to double feel- tap just in case. Bad about that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you say that as L is just double tapping with the lightsaber <laughs> through the head on each of them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you. L calmly walks up. Well, one of them is literally in pieces. There's nothing left. Of oh, okay, yeah. Grog. I'll just double tap on <laughs> butters. Grog yeah, so no you, more. you just walk up and you turn on your lightsaber into this man's skull. You hear a wet, uh, and uh, retract it, and you see a cauterized, perfect circle on his skull and his brain matter just liquid inside. God, Rob. <laughs> I didn't double tap him with a lightsaber. God damn. Um, <laughs> there are consequences to your actions. Um, I'm perfectly fine with these consequences. Notice, I mean, I said gross, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> um, um, I can double tap, double tap uh, Grog for you. Can I like kick one of his pieces <laughs> or something? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rama, you walk around trying to find a recognizable piece of grog, and you just find... Don't worry, guys, I got him, I got him. You Almost got him, I promise. Uh, uh, (laughs) you find a, uh, piece of metal that looks like it was, uh, so on the ground resting, you can clearly see that it is the top part of the chrome face cap. Um, as you grab it and pick it up and turn it over, you realize that it's nailed into a human skull and you are like holding a cup Jesus. of brains. Oh my God. 
God, never mind. I'm going to drop it. Yeah. Everyone God. thinks they're hot shit wanting to interact with pieces of dead body until they actually have to hear about what that means. Okay, never mind. We're moving on. I'm going to interact with every dead body now just to spite someone. I don't really know who I'm spiting. They all point. jump up and kick the shit out of you. Every dead body. Can I, That's why you double tap. Can I um, check the body of Butters for a key card? Um, yeah, I'm going to start looking around the room. Yeah. Like for exits, entrances. Yes. Okay. So examining Butter's body first, um, you see that he has a old iron key on it with a keychain um, that says uh, Butters and Grog on it. Um, he. <laughs> I know. I know this romance. <laughs> the Butters and Grog. He, he works Lord. for an immortal, rich capitalist private prison funder. You know, there's only so much sympathy I have here. Yeah, I mean, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life, I suppose. Uh, so, yeah, you find Not that key. Not the queer rep is cops. <laughs> uh, you find, yeah, this old iron key that goes to uh, a bedroom somewhere in the house, presumably. Um, you also find his wallet, which also contains a picture of these two uber droids, like, at a beach, like, shirtless, like, looking so angry like they're not posing in a cute couple's pose but they're like standing and flexing and clearly like shouting viciously at the camera um and it just says like uh <laughs> it just says like xo xo always on it like nothing like anything specific than that but yeah just a photo of grog and butters Love it. um but that's all you really find on him okay well i'm gonna take the useful items the key and whatever else Great. Uh, L, so you start looking around entrances and exits. So besides the door you came in, um, right across from the stairs is the main front door, huge wooden ornate doors that lead out to the outside um, terrace where normal guests would come in if this place ever got normal guests. Um, it looks like those doors have not been opened in years. Um, rotating your body to the left, um, looking across from the door that you came in from, you see that there is an open door to... Um, a dining, a, a room with a long dining table and other a dining accoutrement in there. It looks like that's the place where the master probably eats. Um, the stairs themselves lead to the second story. And you can see just from where you are that there are multiple bedroom-sized doors going all around the outside of the balcony on the second story. As well, um, you do see that part of the second story, the... Uh, drywall and paint and all that gives way to a stony door um, that stands out uh, noticeably from the wood and the drywall that makes up the rest of this place. So it looks like a uh, normal door shape with a rounded top made of stone that uh, surrounds a wooden door that is clearly like out of place. Okay, I'm going to start making my way towards that door. I'm not going to like open it or anything until everyone kind of finishes what they're doing and is able to kind of catch up great uh so as you go up those stairs uh you notice again that like these stairs have been recently repaired there's still like burn marks on the carpet from blaster fire and other like things that you guys know you didn't cause um the explosion up here has completely wrecked most of the balcony um there's like small fires burning on the carpet from those grenades um several of the doors are completely like shattered and tattered um on the doors that are still intact uh you can read name plates on them so depending on how much you investigate like you'll be able to know 
uh, like who's been staying in these rooms, like who these belong to. Um, and yeah, one, I'd love to like take a look. Sure. Uh, so like some of them don't all have names. Um, some of them are definitely like for the staff, but there are several like name plated rooms around. Um, the first one that you notice that's closest to you, it's the door that Butters came out of. It says Grog and Butters. Um, the next one uh, has the name Doretta on it. There is a door that is completely, the one that is, the door that is like most destroyed from the grenade says G-Lo on it, G-E-L-O, G-Lo. Um, there is a door that has the name Femto on it, um, F-E-M-P-T-O. Um, and finally, the door closest to the stone door has the name plate Rosie on it. Oh, I'm going to open that one up, actually, now that I, but forget the stone door, I'm opening the Rosie door. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, does everybody kind of follow into the rosy door? Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I reload, by the way? <laughs> yes, yes, you can reload. Thanks. Doesn't uh, require a free hand, so we're good. Um, so Rosie's room is unlocked. Um, you open it, and a huge like cloud of dust roils out from it. Um, and it feels like this room has not seen fresh air for years. You look inside, and it's like not a traditional bedroom it is much more like a mechanical workshop in fact notably instead of a bed there is the same half vertical uh docking apparatus that rosie would lay down in when she was getting repaired in her back room it is like the same type of apparatus that suspends the droid in a somewhat upright position while it is repaired um there is a small table um, that looks like a working slash writing desk with small little toy droids that can easily be like pulled apart and put back together, kind of like um, like kind of like a rector set, if you guys know what those are, but just like tiny mechanical droids that can be like modulated and changed, and they're kind of like wind up toys. Um, some of them are like fully put together, some of them are are taken apart, um, but they look well used and worn, um, and there are indications on the metal of like where the paint has been worn off by like people repeatedly grabbing and messing with them um also in this room there is on the wall a single picture of an old looking vulpterite and again um vulpterites as a species look very like hippo-ish with kind of shovel shaped mouths and tusks um with kind of like large noses um and uh kind of small beady eyes very kind of animal-like, but with this Volterite in this painting in this room is uh, very recognizably uh, Rosie, except not with her normal porcelain face mask that is modeled after human uh, anatomy or I guess humanoid alien anatomy. Mm -hmm. Instead, it is a porcelain mask that is much more expressive and is modeled after a female Volterite. And... Uh, it's just strikingly odd. It's the same kind of rose gold color scheme, but the face mask is like, like and it, it. You can tell that the the head has made is made bigger in like proportion to the rest of the body chassis that you've seen Rosie use to accommodate kind of this bigger, more expressive, hippo like face. Um, go ahead and just roll me. Um, anybody that would like to make an investigation check while in this room. Fourteen. Fourteen. 
I guess that makes sense narratively. I got a natural 20. Of course, I've got a minus to uh, intelligence <laughs> rolls, but it's a 19, but it's a nat 20 on Rosie Bot Hippo version. Um, I, yeah, I got a 12. Um, okay, so I'll just kind of uh, narrate this from, from Rama's perspective against, because for the nat 20, he catches on to this quickly. Um, there's nothing else really to find in this room except you start going through the drawers of the desk Rama and you find um, blueprints um, for a, a a device that looks completely above your head in terms of what it does or what you're even really looking at but you can tell it's a device that uh, has a a softball sized like perfect orb at the center of the blueprints um, and across the top of the blueprints has the acronym M-I-N-D MIND um, and in the footnotes, you can see that it is the full title is the Multiple Intelligences Nebular Device. I don't think, uh... Hey, you guys, uh, check this out. It's, uh... I'm not quite sure what I'm looking at. I don't like it, whatever the fuck it is. Um, I guess it's just... <laughs> what is it? There's an orb in the middle? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'll look over the designs. Does anyone know what this orb thing is or figure out what it does? Who of us saw the inside of like Rosie's workshop? Was that all of us? Akla. That was me and uh, Han. Okay. Uh, and then I have no clue. Did they uh, cover this in Jedi School? Evil Tech Shit 101 or something? For, without be without making any additional checks on this, I'll say, what is what you can tell from looking at the design is that it the center of the design is a softball sized like perfect sphere orb. Around it appears to be um, a set of metal apparatuses that like cling to the outside of the orb with some spikes basically holding it in place. And then on the ends of those uh, metal apparatuses, it looks like to you that there's some kyber crystals interacting in some way. Um, and you can tell that like this is just a part of a larger design of a working mechanism. But this seems to be some sort of technology that is droid adjacent that is interacting with the orb in the center. But what that orb is is not described anywhere in the blueprints. And the blueprints themselves are kind of an esoteric engineer language, um, some of which is like not translated into, into Galactic Basic. So to make a better guess or understanding of what this is, you would need to make some sort of check. Okay. Um, Rama, do you remember when we were looking in Rosie's office and some of the, the chassis she had in there had a hole in them about this size? Yeah, it uh, rings a bell. Think there's a connection? I would bet so. Um, Why would Rosie be working on shit that's in this creep's mansion? Well, he did make her. These are kyber crystals on the outside. Uh, Jedi magic crystal shit. You know the lightsabers we use? Yeah. That oh. is what creates... The light part of the lightsaber. Why does it need so many of them for this design? It's a lot of energy. I could power a ship with that. Yeah, that is that is a lot of energy. Point of order, kyber crystals don't make the energy, they channel it. Okay, well, I was I was putting it in Rama terms. 
<laughs> if you had said that, we would have gone to all sorts of Star Wars lore exposition that no one wants to listen to. Oh, what's that? It's like a like the snake dialogue. Kyber crystal. Anyway, um, jeez. For uh, that thing's smaller than the improv grenade we made like ten minutes ago. How could it, one thing turn all that much? I don't know. I don't build shit, I blow it up, but I have no idea how anything so small would need that much energy. Yeah. What we're looking at, it's powerful. It's, uh, does it resemble any Sith tech that you'd be familiar with? I wouldn't be familiar with Sith tech, would I? I don't think. No. <laughs> I don't know, maybe there's a defense against the dark arts in Jedi I mean, school. You, you've, like, you've got enough training in terms of like making lightsabers that you could make, a, you could roll a technology check and make a guess at kind of like what the function of the kyber crystals are. Alright, so I'd be adding technology, which has a plus zero. Um, that's a 16, or I guess a 17, because I'm led by the force. A 17, um, so you you start kind of pouring through these blueprints and you're starting to kind of parse out what different symbols are trying to indicate. And by looking at this, you kind of pour through the different layers and you get to the layers with the kyber crystals on the outside of this like circular apparatus. And you realize that whereas the lightsaber and the, the corpus corsanti, the giant crystal beneath the power and lights district, the way that those work is it's taking this like raw, very powerful energy source and channeling it through and away towards the emitter of a lightsaber, right? But essentially that is how power is being transferred. So that crystal is essentially like limiting, controlling, and transforming the energy it's receiving. This is what's happening here. There's not power going towards the spherical device. The kyber crystals are pulling energy out of it. <laughs> oh my god. Um this this isn't channeling energy into the orb it's channeling it out so mother what, God. what does that mean so i think i don't She's know like, this is just the mechanism um i'm sure it'll look different if it were what to actually have all this power right so well, i guess we file that away Yep. <laughs> All right. Hold up. Let me put uh, creepy ass Rosie Doomsday device bullshit down to my notes on things that happened today. Well, at least we didn't find this in her current office. Well, maybe it's like what powers her. Maybe. Maybe the the caber crystals like regulate the energy source, so you know she can live like a really long time. That would be... What would be the energy source, then? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I, look. Wouldn't that be too much energy just for one droid? For sure. Well, like, that's that's why you, you need the crystals, because it's not that Rosie needs all that energy at once. It's just that's... It meters out a small... If it metered out a small amount of energy, it could just keep Rosie running for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. Like a nuclear reactor. Yes, exactly. Actually, yeah. Well, with with these conclusions and these these blueprints in hand, uh, you guys have learned 
uh, some interesting technological tidbits uh, as far as you can you understand about how how Rosie works. You're also seeing somewhat um, of a flash into Rosie's previous life while living in the mansion. Uh, you guys have accomplished a ton uh, in the past few minutes. The final stretch of the Iraqi estate awaits you next week on Guild Fellows. This is where we're going to end the session. Bye-bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.